Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome. This is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. And today, I am pleased to uh, bring you episode two of our ongoing series, along with my co-host, Benita Knuckles, Black History in Progress. And in this episode, we are focusing on African-American health, health disparities within our community, and some of the methods that are used to improve overall health. African-American health is part of Black history because it is a reflection of the social, economic, and political conditions that African-Americans have faced throughout our history in this country. These conditions have had a profound impact on the health of African-Americans, leading to disparities in health outcomes that persist today. I want to introduce my co-host, Benita Knuckles, who brings extensive experience in healthcare-related issues, as she is actually a retired registered nurse and has seen these uh, issues up close. Benita, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for that introduction, and good morning to our guests uh, for episode number two of our Black History series, Dr. Yeremiah ben Yisrael. Um, we welcome you from the East Coast. Thank you. Um, yes, and understand that you are a board-certified naturopathic doctor specializing in the treatment of various chronic illnesses, of which I'm very familiar. And for those who may not know what a chronic illness is, is you know we talk about hypertension, diabetes. Things that affect our bodies and health that um, extend from six months and beyond. That's considered a chronic illness. Um, so Dr. Yeremiah has earned his naturopathic doctorate from the Indian Board of Alternative Medicines, which is internationally recognized as one of the largest inst institutions of holistic medicine. Dr. Yisrael is also the author of the best-selling book series, A Journey Within, Becoming Better Mind, Body, and Spirit. Can't wait to hear more about that. Dr. Yisrael, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. And before we just jump right into the questions, um, maybe you can just give us a, a little background about how you became interested in naturopathic medicine um, and how you selected the Indian Board of Alternative Medicine as your source of education. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, we'll have to go back a little bit. The year is uh, 2005, and I had a severe stroke. And um, I, I later on found out that the stroke was caused by a medication that I was actually taking. Um, I can't say the name, but um, because of a lawsuit, but um, they knew that the, the FDA knew that it was giving people heart attacks and strokes. So I started taking it in 2004, and then a year later in 2005, I had a stroke. And um, becoming disabled, not really able to work at that point, um, I needed something to do. I had to keep myself occupied. I come from a long line of uh, uh, health people. My mom was a registered nurse for many years. My dad was a doctor for a lot of years as well. But um, <clears throat> I kind of ran from that. I didn't want to do it because they wanted me to do it. I wanted to do it because that will, that's what was in my heart to do. Um, 
So um, going through the paces of trying to recover from the stroke, um, I think about 2008 or 2009, I began to do a little bit of research and um, decided that I wanted to go into medicine, but I wanted to go into medicine in a different aspect than, than regular traditional Western medicine. So then I began to do my research um, on uh, naturopathic medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, um, things like that. And um, the Indian board was one of the first places that um, really gave me the information that I was looking for as far as those type of uh, modalities are concerned. Thank you for sharing that, very interesting. Uh, definitely um, the opposite end of the spectrum from Western medicine as we know it today, right? Yes. Most okay. definitely. Yeah. So this leads me to um, the first question in our series. Um, can you tell me about your naturopathic treatments uh, that you studied and also that you actually um, share yourself and how they address some of the common health conditions uh, such as strokes and diabetes and hypertension, those things that generally plague the African-American black community. Well, I, <clears throat> excuse me, to begin with, I'll start with diabetes because that's what caused my, my issues. Um, and, and as you, you know, being a healthcare provider as well, um, the African-American community is, is very much disproportionate when it comes to uh, effective healthcare as far as diabetes. One of the good things about naturopathic medicine is that we kind of step out of the norms, you know, of taking like a, a, a metformin pill or an insulin or something like that. And then we try to get into dietary changes. Um, the majority of, of things we, we will do as a naturopathic doctor is those dietary changes are number one, because what you put in is what builds your, your body, what, what builds your cells. So we try to do dietary changes first, then we'll go into exercise, um, stress management, things that most people might think of as simple things, but the simple things are, are what's going to uh, uh, prevent. And if you already have it, it's going to uh, uh, help to um, it's going to help to build you back up again. You know, so stress management techniques. Uh, we also do. Uh, uh, natural supplements as well. For example, um, there were some studies that show cinnamon, organic cinnamon uh, helps to reduce the blood sugar. Um, something as simple as putting, sprinkling cinnamon on your cereal or putting a tablespoon of cinnamon inside your tea in the morning, if you're a diabetic, can uh, drastically help to reduce your blood sugar. Um, things like uh, um, hypertension, uh, some naturopathic um, uh, um, treatments for hypertension as well. Again, it starts with our diet. Um, us as African-Americans, sometimes we don't have the, the healthiest diet. We want to eat things that we know we should not be eating. You know, um, I don't want to take it too far into like a biblical perspective, but uh, the Most High laid out a whole bunch of things that we're not supposed to be eating. And when we do eat those things, that's when we get hypertension and, and heart disease and other, other problems as well. You know, so with hypertension, we'll, we'll start with um, the dietary changes, um, more fruits and vegetables. I tell people go into the, the, the reds, the greens, the blues, those are the colors, blueberries, raspberries, collard greens, 
green leafy vegetables, those type of things, they're going to increase your blood, uh, um, reduce that hypertension and give you a better overall health. Um, in addition to, you know, you mentioned the foods and some of the things that contribute to some of the disparities in our community, um, what are some of the other cultural aspects of our community that contribute to, to, to health? I mean, are there other things that, that contribute as well? Almost oh, definitely. Uh, as you go around the nation, and I, I'm in New Jersey and, and, and in New York, and I know it's not just in our area as well, but there are a lot of things that, that are known as food deserts, hmm. where people, African-Americans and other minorities, they don't have access to healthy fruits and vegetables. Um, they don't have, you'll see a fast food restaurant on every other corner, but you won't see a fruit market. You won't see, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, I, I know we have um, farmers markets in this area sometimes, but you, you don't tend to see those as often in African-American and other minority um, uh, areas as well. So a, a lot of times those, those type of things, uh, no access to uh, uh, good quality water, uh, um, fruits and vegetables, just in general, um, not having access to those things can cause issues as well. But Benita, can I have just a quick follow-up? Because in addition to that, you, you mentioned uh, naturopathic and, and stress management. And I know in certain communities, uh, there's a heightened level of stress just because of the things like police brutality and all the other kind of things that go on in our community. Maybe you could speak a little bit about the, the mental health aspects of, of some of the things you can address with your treatments. Uh, well, one of the things that, that I uh, was um, prescribing to my some of my clients is um, meditation. Something as simple as taking 10 or 20 minutes per day just to be mindful of your surroundings, be mindful of whatever blessings. If you woke up this morning, you know, I understand we have police brutality and we have socioeconomical issues and things of that nature, but um, just to be able to be mindful of the good things that, that we, we have going on. Don't get me wrong, everything in life is not gonna always be a good thing, but if you can just pick one thing out of that, that moment, it doesn't have to be a great big thing. It, sometimes it's the small things that we appreciate the most and those small things can build into larger things as well. So meditation, just being mindful. Uh, I was teaching my son something uh, just a few days ago. He's nine years old. I was teaching him about grounding, where you just take your shoes off and, and your bare feet touch the ground. Mm. And he was asking, he says, what does that do? And I said, well, everything has energy. You know, the earth has energy. So sometimes if we just take our shoes off and we just place our bare feet on the ground, that energy comes up into us and it helps to de-stress. And he just sat there and he with his eyes closed and just just listening and, and just being in that moment. So sometimes just being in the moment uh, can, can tremendously help to reduce stress as well. Thank you. Very welcome. Uh, that was a very good uh, part to add to this because um, as we talk about the word holistic, uh, I can't help but think about nature. Uh -huh. uh, everything, you know, and I heard you mentioned earlier, the most high, who yes. some people call God, some people call the creator. Um, but we know that everything that was created, you know, uh -huh. was good and meant to be a part of us as gen 
energetic beings. You said energy is everything and everywhere. So I think about in in the world we live in, uh, where we've added technology and all these modern things, we've gotten away from nature, the holistic part of ourselves. And, you know, I think about, you know, chemistry and how chemistry creates, it's all about energy and and we're made of potassium and sodium and Uh And, you know, all these different uh, elements that create the energy in us that we need for our existence. And so sometimes I think we overcomplicate life. We overcomplicate everything when, like you said, if we just stop and ground ourselves and just get back to that very nature, the very nature of what's in our environment, what comes from the ground, what comes from the soil. We could solve a lot of these problems. And it sounds like uh, a lot of our health disparities, and it sounds like that's what you're doing. So um, I applaud you for that. And I just encourage encourage, um, us human beings to not look at energy as being something weird and you know sometimes when you talk to people about these things they think you're some kind of you know um, alien but really that's who we are that's how we're made and we're created and things that we need for good health were created for you know right here for us but then um, we come back to medicine uh, alternative medicine and so that leads to that the next question how can in your perspective alternative medicine and holistic medicine complement not complement traditional western medicine because i know there are some good things in western medicine i'm not knocking it at all um you know we need a lot of the diagnostics and things of that nature that western medicine has to offer us but how can these two styles work together and complement one another to improve our health in your health outcomes in your perspective well first and foremost we have to understand that we cannot have one without the other Hmm. Um, in fact, they actually call it CAM, complementary and alternative medicine, because they have to work together. Um, where I can, where I can provide certain treatments for certain ailments, I personally can't do um, X-rays. I can't do blood tests. I can't do those type of things. So what I do is, I when I when I was practicing, I would send my patients to their primary doctor, they would get the blood test done, they would get x-rays, all types of labs, and then they would bring those results back to me. Then I would look over it and um, that's when I would formulate a, a game plan. And, and I, I had someone ask me just a few days ago, what's the difference between uh, alternative medicine and um, Western medicine? And I'll, I'll explain it to them as this, you're driving in your car and your check engine light comes on. Um, Western medicine will lift up the hood find the wire that's causing that light to come on and cut it so that the light goes off. Hmm. What, uh, what alternative medicine does is we'll lift up that hood and we'll follow that wire to find out what's the cause of that light coming on. We attack the cause of that problem so that the light doesn't have to come on any, any longer. But again, they have to work hand in hand. You know, you can't just say, okay, well, my head is hurting, let me take this pill, because all the pill does is stop the pain from coming. It doesn't stop the root cause or the symptoms that's causing that headache. 
maybe your head, maybe your headache is hurting because your, your blood pressure is high, or maybe your head is hurting because you've been stressed out, or maybe your head is hurting for various other reasons. We need to find out the, the root of that problem, attack the root, as opposed to just masking the symptoms. I, I, I tell people it's like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. It's not gonna last. You won't see the blood for a little while, but it's, it's not gonna heal the underlying issues. And that's what we try to attack, the underlying issues. You know, so um, I, I do believe that um, Western medicine and, and alternative medicine, they have to work hand in hand. Um, if you've seen my book, um, um, A Journey Within, the person who wrote the foreword was a colleague, uh, a medical, a regular Western medical doctor. And, she's, and she said, when I had presented uh, my project to her to write the foreword for my book, she said she knew it was from God because she had been considering transferring over to alternative medicine for such a long time. You know, so um, we have to be able to work hand in hand. Um, and Benita, you mentioned uh, a higher power. Doctor, you've just mentioned uh, the impact of a higher power. And so my question is, um, how important uh, are the spiritual aspects uh, of, of your treatments uh, and the spiritual aspects of health when trying to improve one's health condition? Because it's not just sometimes the body, it's the mind and the spirit as well. That's number one. That, that's that's, that's the, the, the peak right here because, you know, um, the Bible says, whatever a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you say to yourself every morning, oh, I'm going to have a bad day. You just created a bad day, whether you realize it or not. As soon as you walk out your door, everything comes down upon you at one time. Why? Because you spoke it out into the universe. You created it. The power of life and death is in your tongue. You know, so if you can speak things into existence, why don't we start speaking positive things? And that's what that's another thing that um, I try to uh, uh, instill in people. I just wrote... Um, my seventh book is called The Abundance Blueprint, and it's all about the power of positive thinking uh, and how we can create and manifest specific things in our lives as well. You know, so uh, the mind-body aspect comes together because if you think something in your mind, you can actually bring it to pass in, in a physical manifestation as far as illness or, or what have you. So, you know, those two play a very big role, the mind-body connection. Thank you. Wow, this is, um, these discussions I think are so imperative from yeah. the day we are born into this world because how um, many years, you know, potentially do we go on before we find out the real solutions, the real interventions, you know, and before we get it, you know, maybe we could prevent so many illnesses and diseases. And I think of, I just can't help but keep, uh, but continue to think about our ancestors and how they grew things from the ground and they they worked and they sang spiritual songs yes. even in the face <clears throat> of adversity and they were um, you know their legacies lived on and they lived much longer than we're living today so I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned and it's not necessarily um, from something that's created new in the future no. that's even present now but you know as we you know started our black history um series you know we talked about the past present and future and so we cannot go forward without 
revisiting the past and see how those things worked for them. Yeah, so that's this this marriage of the complementary and alternative medicine. I agree, we can't have one without the other. And one is not necessarily better than the other, but we need them both um, for- They have to work cohesively. They have to work cohesively. And then a, a quick thought, like you were saying about the ancestors, my grandmother was 104 when she passed. And when I began this journey on uh, uh, learning my naturopathic medicine, I thought back to something that happened to me when I was in high school. Um, I had, uh, we, we were scheduled to take um, school pictures and I had the biggest fever blister right here on, on the top of my mouth. And my mom sent me to the doctor. He gave me a cream. I put the cream on. I was putting the cream on two or three times a day, nothing happened. And I went to my, my grandmother's house and she said, hold on, baby. She said, she, there's a bush right outside the house. She said, go get a leaf from that bush. And she ground it up and she put, mm -hmm. she wrapped it in a paper towel and she told me to put it right there. And I stayed at her house for about an hour or so. Before I left her house, the fever blister was gone. It had dried up and went down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just to wow. make you think, you don't get to live to be 103 years old without acquiring some knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, and, um, you know, I thought about that over the course of, 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 of my lifetime and, and my medical career because she was my first motivation because that wasn't the first time she had done things like that. When I had my oldest son, he had thrush and she, she told me some things to do and the doctors had given me this prescription medication and it didn't take it away. I did what my grandmother told me right away. <laughs> she, she also had 14 kids, so you know a few things to, as well. Wow. Wow. To be alive in those days. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So this next question, you know, something I think about often, I'm, I'm, I won't tell you my exact age, but I'm close to 60. Okay. okay. <laughs> 60 years. And, you know, I do not have any pharmaceutical prescriptions. I have a drawer full, working on two drawer fulls of holistic herbs and cinnamon is one of them and, yes. I, and so on and so forth. Things that I'm learning at this stage in life. Um, but I really don't know if the dosages, the amounts that, you know, because on a lot of these, med uh, a lot of these holistic um, remedies, you know, it'll say right on the label, um, this has not been tested or- By the FDA and things mm -hmm. like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Correct, yes. So the question, are there potential risk and side effects of naturopathic treatments? And if so, what are they and how can they be mitigated? Yes, there are potential risks and side effects of any naturopathic treatment, just as there are uh, potential side effects to traditional uh, Western treatments. Uh, some of the risks and side effects of the treatment include um, adverse reactions. Um, certain herbal supplements and other natural remedies can interact with prescription medication if you are taking those type of things or cause allergic reactions in some individuals. Like uh, I had a, a patient in the past who told me, oh, well, someone had mentioned to her that uh, she can take turmeric uh, with curcumin, it's called curcumin, uh, natural turmeric um, um, for high blood pressure. But she didn't tell me at, at the beginning that she was taking blood thinners. Mm -hmm. 
if you take turmeric and, and you have blood thinners, it, it kind of quadruples the dose of whatever medication you're taking. So you, uh -huh. you can literally bleed out. Oh. Um, um, also, uh, as far as uh, naturopathic medications, sometimes they can be a misdiagnosis. You know, you can go to someone who doesn't have a specific training in a specific area and they can misdiagnose you for something and prescribe uh, a, a remedy for you. And that remedy can cause adverse reactions as well. Um, you brought up the point about um, some of these medications or some of these supplements not being regulated by the FDA. So there can be contamination uh, when you purchase these products. Um, natural remedies such as herbal, uh, herbal supplements can be contaminated with harmful substances, including heavy metals, um, pesticides, and microorganisms. So you, when you do purchase these things, you have to, just like you go into a CVS, you have to purchase them from a reputable pr a place. Uh, you know, I try to purchase them from uh, a non-GMO, non-GMO, uh, um, uh, non um, and they don't, they don't spray pesticides and things like that for the herbs. You want organic herbs. Um, and then sometimes um, some of the procedures that uh, you might undertake as far as naturopathic uh, medicine are invasive procedures like acupuncture, where you're taking the needle and you're sticking it in uh, to the body or something called cupping, where you, you put cups and those suctions to certain meridians on the body. You know, so some people have adverse reactions to those as well. So just like, you know, people think that because uh, something is naturopathic or it's natural, uh, there are no side effects. No, that's not the case. So that's why, again, to go back a little bit, how uh, um, Western medicine and naturopathic medicine, they have to work cohesively. You know, if you know that you have X, Y, and Z ailments, when you come to a naturopath, you say, well, listen, this, these are the, the things that I've been diagnosed with. Uh, these are the things, you know, on my, on, on my blood tests and my records. And then it's up to that naturopath to um, uh, formulate a game plan that's going to be beneficial uh, to you and your health as well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you've mentioned your book a couple of times now, so let's do a deeper dive into your book. So uh, which one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that little flex, man. He flexing? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just okay. finished writing my eighth one. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding with you, man. That's that's cool. Cause you said you're up to seven now, right? <laughs> I'm up to seven. I just finished writing the eighth one, and it's about a uh, medical marijuana. Oh, okay, okay. It's we just did Beyond the high. I, I just did a show about legalization. If you go to the Edric Show YouTube page or in my podcast, you'll see it. Uh, I'll definitely look it. at it. Yeah. Uh, so let me talk to you now about the the book, A Journey Within, Becoming Better uh, Mind, Body, and Spirit. So um, you, talk, you gave us a little bit of the backstory about how you became uh, involved in this, this uh, area of medicine. But tell me about the book, why you decided to write it, uh, how it came to you, what the purpose is, and, um, you know, just what were some of the goals of writing a, your, your book? Um, I'm, I'm one of those people that, um, I wake up three or four o'clock in the morning. That's when my creative juices flow. Same here. Yeah. Okay. So you understand. <laughs> we like, we right here, man. <laughs> we right here. Yep. So I woke up one morning. Uh, it, it's so ironic. My wife was pregnant and a little, can I scoot back just a little bit? Of course. Of she, course. She was, she was having issues getting pregnant. Um, and what we did was we went to an alternative medicine doctor. He, he did a combination of acupuncture and uh, uh, some herbal medicine. And less than two months after she started the treatments, she was pregnant. 
Wow. So, um, so, uh, so to, to go forward, so one morning, about three or four o'clock in the morning, my wife was pregnant. I realized um, I'm going to need to bring in some extra income. So I always revert back to the things that I know the most to produce income, you know, so I started writing my book. Um, it, it's, it's so funny how things happen. I started writing my book. My wife was uh, working and going to school at that time. So whenever she would come home, she realized she couldn't talk to me until after 7.30 <laughs> because uh, from the moment uh, she would go out to the till about uh, seven o'clock, um, my focus was, was just on writing my book. And I try to get, uh, one of my mentors told me years ago that uh, uh, Americans specifically have very short attention spans. So each chapter is so small, it's a very small chapter, and each chapter is followed up with an exercise that you do to create that betterness, mind, body, and spirit connection. So it's a 360 pages, but each chapter is a small chapter, and you can't skip ahead. It's not one of those books where you can skip ahead. It's, it's very methodically laid out. You have to do chapter one, read chapter one, and then do the exercise and then read chapter two and do the exercise. You can't skip the chapter six or seven and expect to get anything out of it. It's one of those things that as you begin to follow the progression and you look back, you're gonna say, wow, I actually see myself becoming better, both physically, mentally, spiritually as well. Did I answer the question? You sure did, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Wow, I am looking for the whole series. I need a whole just transformation. <laughs> Sounds very interesting. And what I did, what I did was that's the main book, uh, Becoming Better Mind, Body, and Spirit: A Journey Within. Uh, and then I did two journals. Uh, the 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 first journal is weeks one through uh, twenty six, and then the second journal is weeks uh, uh, twenty seven to fifty two. So it encompasses the entire year. Uh, each, each day you start off, no matter where you start within that year, once you start, each day has an affirmation. So you say your mm. affirmation in the morning time, it has a space in the book where you can write your goals for that day. It doesn't have to be a, a long-term goal. What do you want to accomplish that day? So that once you finish weeks one through 26, you can turn around and say, look how much I've accomplished mm. over the last six months. And then when you start on weeks 27 to 52, you can do the same thing. You can look back at, at all of the accomplishments. And at the end of the year, see, sometimes we have to take small wins. So many times us as human beings, we look for the big win. I got to win $10 million in order to feel a certain way. No, sometimes just accomplishing something or learning something that you didn't know yesterday can make mm -hmm. such a great impact on you, mm -hmm. on you as well. So, you know, so the main book comes first. There are two journals. Um, and then what I did was also I wrote a cookbook and each, uh, e each recipe, I take, I take one ingredient out of each one of those recipes and tell you all of the medicinal properties of that, of that ingredient. So like, uh, you know, cinnamon, I tell you cinnamon lowers blood sugar. It, it reduces uh, inflammation in the body. I break down one, one ingredient in each one of those recipes, each one of those recipes. So they all go together, mind, body, and spirit. Wow. 
I love that perspective. I love your approach and I love your enthusiasm. And I am really looking forward to getting the series. It thank sounds so like much. it will be life transforming. So thank you for sharing all these things with us. Our time is winding up here, yeah. uh, but it seems like there's so much more to learn. So we may just have to have you back for yes, I would uh, love that. part two. Part 27 through 52. This is one. <laughs> there we go. All right. Listen. All right. There we go. <laughs> but as we wrap up, Dr. Israel, is there are there any last words that you would like to share with us and with our audience? Um, yes. You know, um, again, it, it all goes back to first understanding uh, setting a goal. That's number one. You, we have to set goals. I, I don't think we do that anymore. You know, we have to set goals and they don't, they don't, they don't all have to be long-term goals. Or oh, what do I want for the next 10 years? Or what do I want for the next five years? What do you want to accomplish today? What do you want to make an impact on for this week? What do you want to change about yourself? You know, again, it doesn't have to be such big things, you know, because I, I learned a long time ago, small things turn into big things. You know, as a kid, we learned if you take a snowball and you drop it down the hill and it's, it's, it's gonna keep on building up and building up and building up. That's how those small things that we pick up, those small pebbles that we pick up. If you pick up enough pebbles, you'll have a lot, you know, but so many times we just focus on the big picture. Oh, I, I, I wanna start a business and, and make $10 million this year. <clears throat> Why don't you just focus on starting the business? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, um, everything starts from, the, the, the beginning, the Bible says, never despise a small beginning. I don't know any person that's alive right now that came out of their mother's womb the age that they are now. It doesn't happen. You have to crawl before you walk. You know what I'm saying? You have to, to walk before you can run. You have to be able, there's stages to life. And as long as we take those stages to life, uh, uh, you know, then we're, we're, we're beginning on that journey to becoming better, mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much, Edric. Yeah. I'll turn it over to you. All right. Very well said, uh, Doctor. And so this uh, will conclude episode two of the Edric Shows in our series, Black History in Progress, along with my co-host, Benita Knuckles. Uh, our guest has been Dr. Yeremiah Ben-Israel. He is the author of the book, A Journey Within, Becoming Better Mind, Body, and Spirit. He is also a naturopathic doctor. Uh, and he has provided us with many, many health tips uh, to improve our overall health um, from a holistic perspective. So, Doctor, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you it. for having me. Thank you All for right. having me. All right. Again, this is The Edric Show. I am Edric Jerome. Thank you for tuning in. This is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. Hit that subscribe button. Drop us a like. Leave a comment. Let me know how I'm doing so we can continue to bring this interesting comment uh, content each and every week. We want to thank you for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you.